This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Hi, I'm Jen White, and this is Reset. It's been just about two months since Illinois issued its stay-at-home order. So for many of us, well, we've been spending a lot more time at home. So every week, we bring you ideas on what to read, watch, and do to help you stay engaged and entertained. Today, we turn to Carrie Kuhn for some inspiration. She's an actor and Steppenwolf Ensemble member, and she's here to share some of her picks to help you get through the pandemic. Carrie, welcome back. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. So it's great to hear your voice. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, actually. Um, We're in a really privileged position that we have a comfortable place to live and enough money to have food, and my two-year-old doesn't need to be homeschooled. And my husband was gone for four weeks, and now he's back, and we're together. So we're trying to be grateful for that time that we have. Well, I want to get into your recommendations because I know you've got some good ones, starting with (laughs) things to read. You recommend the book Girl, Woman, Other. Uh, Tell us about this book and the author. Well, uh, Bernardine Evaristo, she won the Man Booker Prize, and my best friend recommended it to me. And she's someone who's always in a book club, and that's something I don't have a lot of time for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So sometimes I sort of sub into her book club just so we can have a little conversation on the side. And this is one of her favorite books. And so she made me promise that I would bump it up my reading list because it's been on my reading list for a long time. So in fact, I've made a point not to know very much about the plot. I just know that it's the interconnected stories of 12 women of color in Britain and that my best friend loves it very much. And I'm so far really enjoying Evaristo's writing style and her voice. Like I said, it, it's it, it's almost like poetry the way it's written. It's not mm. in a conventional lyrical style. And I'm generally a little bit skeptical of those modern takes on language <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and like narrative experiments don't always get me very excited. But I have to say, her writing really feels like someone is talking to you, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. Now, I read five minutes a night before I fall asleep, so it's going to take me a while. But <laughs> well, it's lovely we that you're allowing in. yourself to be surprised on the journey. I, I am. I love I am, that. I'm the person who will skip to the end of a book. I, I'm, it <gasps> drives, I've never done it. It drives my husband crazy, but it's, <laughs> I'll get to a certain point, and I say, I just need to know how this ends. And oh my gosh, I will that's so funny. read the last chapter and say, okay, and now I can go back for the journey because it was stressing me out. This is, this is who I am. <laughs> I, I've not known, I've never known anyone to read that way. That's really interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it says about me exactly, but, <laughs> but it is problem it is solver. Problem solver. There you go. I like your take. Okay. Your next recommendation is the portrait of a lady by Henry James. Tell us about yes. this one. You, you, why are you, are you returning to it or, or is I this the first returning read? to it? Okay. 
I'm going to start work on The Gilded Age in New York City, which is a oh. new HBO show by the creators of Downton Abbey. And it's about, of course, the years, about 1870 to the beginning of the war, 1914. And it's about that sort of rise of industrialism in the United States. And I'm playing uh, the wife of a railroad magnate. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of nonfiction reading to prepare mm-hmm. for that. But it gave me a great excuse to return to one of my favorite novels. Uh, I encountered Portrait of a Lady as a literature major in college. And I went to a small liberal art school in Ohio and I'm from a small town and so it was a world I just even though I've been a reader my whole life that world was so foreign to me when I first read it and that opening description of afternoon tea is one of the most extraordinary passages I'd ever read it was not dense in a way that I was accustomed to some of the literature I was reading in classes it was sort of beautifully accessible and there was this clever charismatic woman who enters into the picture this Isabel Archer and I never get sick of those descriptions he's just a brilliant writer and it's one of, it's one of the best novels of the english language and if you haven't read it sitting at home you know 12 hours a day it's a great time to dig into something with that density it's really worth it okay that's the portrait of a lady by henry james now your last read recommendation is going to be quicker a <laughs> quicker read than the portrait of a lady it's actually it is. it's an essay called the coronation why is this on your list of, of things to read well, I was, I've been doing a lot of meditation, which we'll get to later, <laughs> but I listened to this insight meditation teacher named Jill Shepard, and she was quoting from this essay in one of the Dharma lectures I was listening to, and I found his ideas really intriguing, particularly as they pertain to our aversion to death in this culture, but also the idea that, and to quote him, he says that COVID-19 is showing us that when humanity is united in common cause, phenomenally rapid change is possible. None of the world's problems are technically difficult to solve. They originate in human disagreement. In coherency, humanity's creative powers are boundless. And he's making an argument for the the potential of this moment that we're in to recreate ourselves. And I just found that the most hopeful thing I'd read and a great antidote to the news. Now, he doesn't gloss over any of the problems we have societally, especially the ones that are being exposed in the midst of this pandemic. And so I just found that it was a lot to think about, but also sort of in a in, more, in a more hopeful direction than most of the news you're going to be taking in. And I'm, I'm very interested in pursuing more of Eisenstein's writings. He's, a, he's really a philosopher and a modern thinker, and I find what he's in pursuit of really intriguing, especially in this moment. So that's The Coronation, an essay by Charles Eisenstein. Where can people find this essay? He has a website where all of the material he's generated is completely free, including all of his books. And if you just Google The Coronation and Eisenstein, you're going to find all these audio files of people reading it, including himself, and the text is just sort of readily being passed around the web. (laughs) Well, let's turn to your recommendations for things to watch. We have a return favorite here, the movie <gasps> Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's one of your favorite films of the Oscar season. It is. So many amazing things said about this movie. Tell us why this is on your list. Well, I think Celine Siama is an, an astonishing director. And her DP also was the DP on another film that came out this year, Atlantics, which was about um, some young men who are escaping Africa and their boat capsizes. And it's about the women who are left behind. And it has these sort of anyway, that's not about Celine Siama exactly. But the DP is really extraordinary as well. And I don't know about anybody else, but I've been really hungry for for stories about women that have some complication that resemble women that I know. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, it's just a gorgeously filmed a painting. It's like it's like a 17th century work of art, and every frame feels like it could have been painted, and it's just filled with tension. 
And I won't give anything away because it's just a beautiful story to experience uh, for the first time. So if you haven't watched it yet, go to Hulu and rent it. It's totally worth it. <laughs> I think this film was on a lot of people's favorite list. Um, I'm so glad. I, yeah. I just can't say enough good things about it. I'm going to get a Celine Siama t-shirt just to see if she'll eventually hire me to be in one of her films. My well, goal. if she listens to Reset, then you, you've made the ask already, so here Let's we go. Let's hope so. <laughs> uh, well, your next recommendation is a German television series, Babylon it is. Berlin. What's the show about and why do you recommend it? So it's a period piece. It's on Netflix, so it's it's really it's widely available. And the actual seasons one and two were combined for the United States viewing, and they, they were, I think they aired, I think we saw it about a year ago, and they've just come out with a season three because it was so popular. So this is a great time to catch up with it and then to watch season three, which went live March 1st. What's great is that it's a period piece, but it's also a mystery, and it's also a cop procedural, and it's also a love story. It has all of the things anybody could want. Any couple will find something they enjoy. The acting is really sublime. I recommend that you, you watch it with subtitles and not with dubbing because it just removes some of the subtlety in the performances mm -hmm. which are really really brilliant and you know if you're not into subtitles this is a great one to you know kind of tiptoe into subtitles if that's something that makes you nervous and as people are consuming everything on netflix they're going to get to the subtitles eventually so you might as well start now do you find yourself reaching for certain types of books films activities right now are you drawn to something specific I've actually found that I'm coming out of a period of that mm -hmm. because of what was going on politically. I actually found it really hard to allow myself an escape into fiction or uh, even television. I just felt like for some reason the moment required some more serious <laughs> contemplation. And I, I, I couldn't – I just – every time I picked up a fiction book, I didn't feel like I, I was allowed the time to read it. And so I'm actually grateful that I'm – in this pandemic where we have this time to be dreaming, I mean, some of us do, that I'm getting, letting that fiction back into my life again, especially as I'm going to start storytelling with a new job. It's, it's always good to open up that dreamscape again. And so that's what the pandemic has done for me. <laughs> it's allowed me the space to bring fiction back into my life. Hmm. Well, your last watch recommendation is actually nonfiction, um, 63 mm -hmm. Up. It's the latest, perhaps final installment of the award-winning documentary series by director Michael Apted. This is a really fascinating docu-series. Uh, why are hmm. you drawn to it? And tell us a little bit about it for folks who are unfamiliar. Michael Apted made a documentary called 7-Up. And it was actually he was just on the crew of the original director and they interviewed seven children in Britain and they were from different socioeconomic classes and they basically were saying do the circumstances that a seven year old is born into determine who they're going to be when they're an adult and Michael Apt had decided to interview the same seven children every seven years so this documentary has been going on from their ages seven until and now they're they're 63 years old so they've kind of pat they're the baby boomer generation and they they passed through this really interesting transitional time through the Thatcher regime in Britain and Michael Apted says that if, he, if he'd known what he was doing he would have made the group a little more diverse so there's some homogeneity and yet it's that classic example of the specificity of people's lives making the story much more generalizably relatable. And um, Tracy, my husband, introduced it to me uh, shortly after we got together. I think it was – he kind of ran me through because 56 Up was just coming out. And we went to see 56 Up in a theater in New York. And so it's something that Tracy and I shared in our relationship. We're 15 years apart, so it's, it's interesting because different things strike us uh, – in the documentary because we're just, you know, we're of different generations, really. What, what so it's always, you? It, it feels to me that every single 
individual in the documentary in some capacity starts to understand that work is not the most important thing, that family is the most important thing, that forgiveness is important, that being hard on yourself isn't helpful. And it's really fascinating to watch people soften into those realities as they get older and mm -hmm. to see who surprises you. We, you may discover your own biases when you think, oh, this person's, you know, this person's not going to turn out. And then their life turns around in an extraordinary and beautiful and sometimes very simple way. And you realize how inclined we are to underestimate people sometimes or overestimate people based on our biases. And I think that's really revealing for anyone. So it's, it's a great conversation starter for couples and friends. And, and you just fall in love with them because you see them as children and you, you will mm -hmm. always see the child inside of these people and it's just uh, breeding ground for compassion which everyone needs. Carrie one of the things you're doing right now is meditating a lot and, mm, and I want to yes. hear about that before we wrap up what are you finding in meditation that's serving you right now? Well uh, meditation came into my life when I was in graduate school because I was confronting an impulse control disorder that I've spoken about a little bit in public but what I found is it's just the natural way to let the breath drop in and that's and breathing is the way uh, to be present in the work that I do and of course we can all we can all be more present in our daily lives that's what acting teaches you is how little you actually spend time during the day being present with other people and so for me particularly meditating on the fact that you know, we're all going to grow older. We can all get sick. We can all. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.